I picked it up, sure enough, it was the scout, like, saying, hey, this is so-and-so from Charlotte. Like, we saw you were in the draft, but we want to give you a call, like, see what's going on and say, like, we're interested in maybe bringing you down for preseason, whatever. As soon as I got the call, like, they could just, my expression changed and they knew, like, it was, it was something. So when I got back in, everybody went crazy and the rest of the night was, was a good night. But the biggest thing is, like, find what makes you tick, find what makes you happy and do what makes you happy. I feel like a lot of people give up their dreams because they think it's not possible or they see their life having to go a certain way and they just give it up without even trying. Also, while you're young, experience things and do things like that you think are not possible or that you want to try because you don't want to live with the regret that you didn't do it if you're leaving we got hit with the storm we're like fuck where are we right now and we're sitting there laughing but we're catching sand in the mouth so it's fucking like you're choking <laughs> on sand you're trying to find your way yeah. out and we're like dude i think it's this way lose my hat he's chasing my hat and i'm like dude where the fuck are we <laughs> oh i recognize you you're from the low gravity podcast in public yeah i was like i'm running down running down there <laughs> Slap you, your mother, and your father. Favorite, it's gonna be my favorite. Spit it out, Junior! Oh my god! <laughs> no, 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 that was me. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Low Gravity Podcast. Hope you guys did enjoy the last podcast. If you did, make sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe down below. Um, this guy was very hard to get back on. Uh, I'm super glad that we were able to get him back on. Dude, it was fucking hard. With, with, with the traveling and everything and holidays, Nate, what is up, brother? What's up, boys? Man. Uh, I'm glad uh, we could finally make it work. It has been a while. Long Alton. time. Long time. I was gone for basically a whole year. Which is crazy. Yeah. Left last January. Came back last maybe two weeks. Week or so of October. Were you still in college the last, like playing for college last time you were on? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think uh, I was just finishing up when uh, it was like that winter that I came on. That's like I finished up and then I came on and before I left. And so. throughout that, it's what we're almost at. You were on a while ago. I think like episode seven or something like that. It was that. early. Dude, it was early. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first, first studio. It was, yeah, it was one of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like episode seven. So like, that was that was a long time ago, and you've done a lot since then. Sort of, somewhat. <laughs> well, yeah, gone I, through. I did, I did you've gone through a lot. a lot since then. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely gone through a lot for sure. Done a lot. Let's have a, a lot to do still, but gone through a lot for sure. You're still young. You took the big step though. For you sure. From yeah, yeah. College to officially being professional. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely. I mean, I remember last time, like I was here. We were talking about like that hopefully becoming a thing and then now i'm here it became a thing um i'm sure i, I don't know if you guys like kept along with I it did, yeah, yeah, yeah. kept up with it but the year didn't necessarily go the way that i wanted it to go but um it's still a really good experience and just kind of waiting waiting to build on it for the next years to come now that i'm i'm healthy now so so i i, I knew that something did happen but mm -hmm. what exactly so it kind of started when I was in college um, for like the last two years of college. I was dealing with like sort of injuries that if I was a different position, I probably wouldn't have been able to play. Mm -hmm. um, but because like I was a goalie and it wasn't affecting my f like function or me being able to play um, more or less then the trainer was like, OK, like I'll I'll let you keep playing. Um, but essentially what it was like, it started as like a right sided like groin issue. Oof. Um, 
and because I, I'm right footed like all the time, like you kick constantly and mm -hmm. doesn't help it help that at all. Um, and then as a result of that, it, I just kept playing. It got worse. It ended up moving to my left side and my right side healed up. So then my left side started to kind of do the same type, type of thing because it was like overcompensating for the right. Um, and then it kind of healed up. I played over the summer um, and then going into the off season. I got maybe like a month off and I felt better. So I was like, okay, like I should be okay. And then I left in January, like end of January. Um, that's when I went down to North Carolina uh, for, for preseason there. Um, and then early on in, in preseason, like it started to kind of give me issues. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm not like fully healed. I didn't have that much time to recover. Um, and then from there, it just got progressively worse. So it ended up being a left adductor tear um so it's like the muscle that goes like literally inside your groin okay. um and i had a double sports hernia so like essentially it's just tearing at the bottom of your abs where it meets your your adductor so basically like the whole groin area it was, was all messed fucked up. yeah oh and like man. even throughout college i couldn't really use my left foot like if i had to hit a ball long i couldn't do it so i was kind of getting away with playing with it because i wasn't using it that much um but then in preseason it like started to get worse because I was using it a lot more and everything. Um, and it, it just got to a point where I had to get a MRI and everything. And that's what it showed and ended my season before it could even start, which was very disappointing. But because um, I, I feel like if I wasn't injured to start, I probably would have been in a different situation mm -hmm. than I am now. But um, it is what it is. And uh, just kind of looking, looking for the next opportunity r right now. But that's basically what happened, which is unfortunate. But Injuries happen. It's it's part of the game. And they suck, especially when they're bad injuries. I mean, you've you've had your fair share of stuff. Yeah. So I, honestly, in my opinion, what you had was worse than me. But um, we both went through the same thing. Yeah. So it's like we, we yeah. got that chance of doing something good for our careers, and it kind of just set us back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which, it's it definitely sucked, for sure. But um, the rehab process is not fun. I'm, I'm sure you know about yeah. it. Yeah. Showing up every day, every day, like you just want to be on the field, you know. Right. And like, I got a little bit of of a taste of it, but the full effect I didn't really get. So, um, yeah, it was just something like you see your teammates training every day, and um, just, it's just like you watch. want nothing but to be out there. And like, it's just rehab is it's not pretty. It's just no. like boring and having to do like all the stuff every day. It's like oh, another day of this, another day of that. But at the end of the day, you just gotta go go through it and get it done. And now I'm on the on the back half of it like healthy now so just hopefully nothing but up from here so when was like like you've gone like quite some time without um like a catastrophic injury like something like that right give or take up, up to this point yeah i mean i've had little things here and there right um but my my worst injury that i had was like when i was like 12 years old mm -hmm. so and i was like i ended up like cracking my collarbone which didn't really affect me back then because it was like during the winter or whatever anyway so it wasn't really a big deal so yeah i mean i would say i was pretty lucky up to this point that was a good uh, run yeah i mean most from now like my age like i'm 24 now and from playing since i was young to now like you ask anybody else i'm sure they have like a, t a laundry list of injuries that they have you know and especially being a goalie like it's a different position it's a lot more things that could go wrong um, right different opportunities for con getting hit like breaking your fingers even like pulling something the wrong way with just the wrong stretch hitting the ground the wrong mm -hmm. way like because i've one of my coaches in the past um he actually told me that he was playing goalie and he 
landed the wrong way and like broke his own ribs because he Damn. like landed with his elbow like uh in his midsection really like, shattered his ribs whoa so it just shows you how like important the fundamentals are for the position and uh that really goes a long way to look, like keeping you healthy and everything like that and also just like prehab stuff at like injury prevention and being in the gym and that's a lot of what I did to kind of come back was just like the rehab stuff and being in the gym and getting stronger again. And, um, that's what's led to, led me to this point. But like you said, I've been pretty, pretty lucky with the things I've had to deal with. So can't complain. I would say like, it's kind of like, like since you were able to make it through, um, college, right. And you made it through your life, even though you were injured, like towards your last season, like, do you think, the fact that it wasn't so bad, like to the point where you had to stop, is beneficial because it opened your it opened up your your book to being able to get scouted by fucking an MLS team. Yeah, I mean, it just goes back and forth in my, in my mind. You know, it's like if I were to take the time to recover, then what would it be different now? Um, and I don't know. I just think like. I thought about it a lot, and I just think it was the best decision for me to keep playing because I'm not sure what would have happened so. if I if I would have like sat out. And, and I mean, the two years that I my last two years were like the best years of my career at UVM. You, <laughs> you know? played so, so fucking good, bro. Yeah, and I and I played at maybe 60, 70 percent. So that. fucking um, good. So it's just like if I was if I was 100 percent, who knows? Um, but I think for sure, like it would it went through my mind of should I just take a few weeks like calm down a little bit let it relax um but i think it's just it was best for me to just keep going you know? i'd agree with you if, if it was something that i couldn't play with then it is like i could accept it but they put the ball on my court and i said like all right well i can't risk sitting out and sitting out like the prime of my college career and like when we're doing the best because my last two years we um made the quarterfinal and then we made the elite eight mm-hmm so that and then we ended up losing to this Syracuse who ended up winning the national championship. So yeah. you can't really fault yourself on that. Right, you can't get bummed um, out. And and it was a close game. It was two one at their place. Bad weather, like all that stuff was kind of working against us. But um, but for sure, I think like at, at the end of the day, it was just best for me to keep going and definitely opened up the door for for what came next to actually happen and. Um, to actually like achieve the goal that I've been working for my whole life and everything. So um, it's definitely a good feeling. Well, those two weeks could have bit you in the ass or like say if you took off a month, right? And lose that momentum. Well, not even that, but that month, that's when the recruiters were coming out and scouting and looking and like trying to grab eyes and like, like maybe the second hand string who played would have played over you is they were like, Oh, that, that kid's not bad. I've heard about this kid thinking that it's you. And they're like, Oh fuck, I want this kid on my team. Yeah. Like, and i mean that point and also like i've seen plenty of people like i have plenty of friends like that play at other schools and you see guys get injured and then they lose their spot and then they they just never they never get it back you know like i mean regardless of how confident you are in yourself and how much you push to get back there's no guarantee that like the coach will ever like put you back in you know yeah because someone could have performed yeah for sure because that's essentially what happened to me like the 2019 was my second second year there um, and the only reason I started playing was because the starting keeper got injured mid game. He mm-hmm. like flipped over some guy and hit his head. And next thing you know, he has a concussion and can't play anymore. So I got thrown into the game. Um, 
and we ended up winning 1-0. I made a couple of saves and kept us in the game, and we got out of the game and, and won, so it was a good result. But it's just it all it takes is one little thing like that, you know, and then next thing you know, it just kind of springboarded me from there to and you started every game. Take over the take over the number one spot and then from there it's just playing consistently well and um proving to the coach that like they can rely on you. And uh that's kinda what I took pride in and it's like once I got that chance, I wasn't gonna let anything take that away from me. I feel um, like that's what like was instilled in us so early is that like understanding that you, your spot is like granted we're all on the same team but your spot can be taken by anyone on the team for sure like anytime anywhere like i don't care who you are like nobody's messy like obviously Messi's spot's never going to be taken but nobody is up to his his like class level you know like Messi's a very unique situation like any random guy like even now like this is prime example me down in charlotte i get injured end of year meetings like they say yeah like we like you whatever but we're going to have to, like, decline your option because we don't know how, you, how you're going to do coming out of surgery. Like, um, and I just wasn't able to show my full potential because I was injured, you know. And that's just the way the, the business works. Right. At the end of the day, it is a business. Yeah, and it's not And they personal. have to do the best, what's best for them. Right. So, like, that's just a prime example. The higher you go, it's even more of the chance that, like, your job's not secure, you know. So, I felt that firsthand. I've seen it firsthand. Um so that's where, like, once you get your opportunity, like, you just have to make the most of it and um, make sure that you stay there and stay healthy. And obviously some things you can't control with your health, but at the end of the day, most stuff you can. Like, just ma making sure your body's right, eating the right stuff, and making sure you're fit. And um, that's how you stay on the field and show the can keep showing the coaches what you got and why you should be there. So that's that's the biggest thing. What's the next thing for you now? Well, I mean, before this thing, this whole thing started, I, I, I told you I just got a text from my agent, and you were like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Uh, it's, 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 it's like, it's, it's <laughs> never just sat with somebody like, hold on, my fucking agent's calling me, but what the I fuck mean, are you talking about? I mean, who knows? You guys get big enough, you could end up meeting one yourself. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's just, just since the offseason was over, like, just kind of growing into the game, like, playing college, knowing people who know people, like, you kind of network a little mm -hmm. bit, and you get to know certain people, certain coaches. Um, so after the season was over, I kind of knew what was going to happen before it happened, and uh, I tried to lay out some some uh, Back different homes. options. Like, and, uh, I mean, I've told myself, because, like, playing playing pro is, is cool and all, but um, at the end of the day, like like I said before, I was gone for a whole year, you know, so... I wasn't able to come home. I wasn't close enough to where I could just drive. Or if I wanted to fly, like, a lot of the time it was last minute because communication wasn't always great. So they would tell us things, say, like, the night before for the next day we have this. Or the night before they say, oh, by the way, you guys have, like, three days off. So by then, flights are expensive. Right. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, could I have taken a flight? Possibly. But, at the, like, at the same time, I'm not going to come home for, like, a day and a half or two days and spend all that money and everything like it'll be great to see my family and everything but it just has to make sense you know and it's just unfortunate i couldn't really go home at all so um i was literally gone from january to uh, october and being away from family and friends and missing out on stuff is that's part of the game where it's not necessarily fun you know right. like it's people just see kind of like oh you're a pro now like that's really cool and it is don't get me wrong like it's it's great but at at the same time nobody kind of sees the behind the scenes stuff where 
you miss out on a lot, a lot of that stuff or you just don't think about it you know yeah you're so used to always be like that's like the same thing with me like when i was away like multiple times it's like you're so busy all the time that once you finally have a second to breathe you're like damn yeah and then sometimes you have that second and you you just aren't able to even do what you want to do you know yeah. um and that's kind of how it is like the schedule is hectic like you're either training sometimes and then like they give you an off day here and there or sometimes they give you a couple of days at a time um but if I was a little bit closer, it would have been it would have been easier for me. Right, um, just drive home. So like my goal is to stay kind of local around here, um, and I've kind of made the efforts and kind of I'm connected to basically all the all the New England teams. Yeah, kind of s- trying to see which situation cool. is going to be the best for me. Um, playing playing the wise. Hey, I mean, if I were to yeah, if I were to be with the Revs, it probably wouldn't start out like with the first team. Um, I'd probably end up like getting an opportunity with the second team, but like you got to start somewhere, you know? And for me, like that's what I was doing in Charlotte. Essentially. Like I I was playing for the second team and like went up and trained with the first team a few times. Um, But then again, I couldn't, shouldn't show my full potential or like show my full um, capacity because like I just was injured, you know? And even throughout the whole year, like when I was injured, I was still training Mm -hmm. up until the day I had surgery, basically. Like I, I trained maybe two days before and I took the one day before, like the night before surgery, I didn't train. But other than that, I kept training the whole year because we had a little bit of a keeper crisis um, where everybody was getting injured. Like we had like one keeper, so they kind of needed needed people to stick around. Um, but but yeah, I mean, like I've the goal is to stay local. I'm still like trying to look at all my options, but I think it's looking probably hopeful that i'll be able to stick around and uh play close to home so man i'm dying to watch you play again bro tv is just not it's not (laughs) enough bro it's not i and you've just been obviously like you said your games were so far away so it's like like what was your closest game like a few hours it it would be um when you're playing for college it was a few no for 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 college college, like when you were um, playing it was like what a few hours away yeah i mean for like, well, Vermont, man. Yeah, it's it's tough because college is like the way it works is a lot of times like the coaches themselves are the ones who kind of make the schedules, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's like they make schedules years in advance. Um, so if say we agreed to play a team like UMass Amherst, right? Uh, if we go down to them one year, they usually come back to us the next year. The next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a few times like in our conference, there was like, a few teams that were close by. So like UMass Lowell. Um, New Hampshire is like reasonable, you know, um, hour and a half, maybe close to two hours. Um, so teams like that were kind of local, but we never, I never got to play like Providence or right. URI or anything like that. That would have been where, a sick game. Dude, you know how many times I, I told my coach, like, please just like schedule them and like, that I just want to go so there and play. Cause and you like, guys were in the, you guys were roughly, you guys were in the same division. Like you guys played roughly around the same teams, but like. You weren't at the same time. Well, yeah, because the way it works is, like, different conferences. Yeah. So, like, we're in a different conference than they are, you know? So, they set their conference schedule. That's different than, like, the conference schedule is different than your out-of-conference, you know? Like, out-of-conference, you can play whoever you want, you know? You just schedule, like, hey, we want to play this team, like, this day. And a lot of times, like, a school like Providence, they're in the Big East, so, like, they have a lot of other Big East teams to play, which is, like, half more than half their schedule Mm -hmm. because it's, like, 11, 12 teams in the Big East. You know, so that only leaves like five, six games ish to schedule other teams. 
So, and a lot of times, like, it just didn't work out. Like, their coach didn't want to play us or it just didn't work for, like, whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate. But it, it, it would have been cool to be able to play, like, URI or PC and come down here and have, like, pretty much, like, Dude, everyone would show everybody up. show up. And I knew I would have played because, like, I was a starter, you know, mm-hmm. and I played well. So, there was no reason for me to not play, you know. Um, I think the one time we did come down to, to play PC was, like, the year before i even got there so Aww. i had i had committed to go there and they played them in the either the fall or the spring so i ended up going to the game to watch but like that was the only time and then of course when i left they came down to play pc again in like the the spring season so like, even though it wasn't like true fall like fully competitive thing it, it would have been cool to still play but it is what it is so th- th- that was basically the closest game that i ever got to is either like connecticut or massachusetts or something like that are you um you in talks with the new league that's i mean the new team that's coming up rhode island fc Um, or have anything with ideas with them yeah i mean without getting into like too much stuff right um well because i know they just had tryouts and obviously you would have been yeah i mean i didn't uneligible right or would you have no well i wouldn't say for trial he's already coming off a professional contract so 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 the way it works is like once you turn pro obviously you you sign a contract from this date to this date, which typically, depending on what league you're in, um, so like I, I played in MLS Next Pro, mm-hmm. which was like basically how the Red Sox have the Paw Sox mm-hmm. type of thing. And it's um, the way the contracts work is usually like whenever you sign date until either November or December. So technically, my contract expires on the 31st of this month. Okay. But in each contract, you there's a set date of like you're technically if they decide to not pick up your option which means they bring you back um if they decline it they are essentially saying like you're not going to come back next year like either you're not going to come back or we're they're going to rework your contract to be able to give you a chance to re-sign if you want and because they decline mine in every contract there's a date that's it's usually about like 45 or 50 days before your contract expires to where you're technically considered a free agent okay so mine was like November 15th or something like that to where it was like 45 days until my contract expired. So from November 15th on, I was considered a free agent and I could talk to anybody. I could sign with anybody. I could do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's like pre sign things where like you have like a preset agreement where like once my contract expires, I'm going to sign here type of thing. But you don't see those too often. It's usually in the very off season where like, yet no you haven't signed yet and um you know you're gonna go to this team but like you just have or you're like in the middle of your season and you're gonna leave after the year or whatever and then sometimes people sign like pre um pre like authorized deals but it it doesn't happen too often so because you are like i want to i'm just i'm trying i think i understand it now so because you've already gone pro right and rhode island fc is going to become a pro team essentially You don't have to try out like the other people tried out because you are already, already in that well. position. You already actually yeah, so, have the contract. So the way it works is like a lot of teams, even like the ones that are already established, they have open tryouts mm-hmm. to where you can pay to go. And sometimes they might take one or two guys if you're lucky. Right. But a lot of times like they usually typically don't take anybody. Okay. And they essentially told me when I talked to them that, they weren't going to have me go to that because, like, there's no point. Like, right. I'm, I'm already at the pro level, so, mm-hmm. like, they're not going to 
You're established. Yeah, they're yeah. not gonna. It, I, it's not like I'm an amateur player that's like either coming out of college or trying to find their like footing. A lower league that mm-hmm. wants to like get the opportunity. It's just like once you're a pro, it kind of elevates you a little bit. Yeah, they know that you're already in the yeah, position. Yeah, so they had like an invite only thing that I went to. Um, and essentially they like they, they weren't planning on excuse me um outright signing anybody out of that um but what they did say was like they invited a handful of guys they said like if you want you can come to our preseason and then we'll go from there um so that's essentially like what they told me um which that was fine i mean it was better than it's better than a no like we right we don't want you you know um because they their whole thing is like oh we want to build a team around the local 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 like local community community, um which I mean I don't I nobody's more local than I am yeah right but but um so if it works out it works out if not like like I said before like I have a few options I'm kind of still exploring um so whichever one makes sense because the biggest thing for me in my career now is like I need to get games you know I need to play games and build your resume yeah kind of get some film out there and show teams like what I can do you know because I think a, a big thing that set me back right now is the fact that I was injured and I didn't have any film or anything like that that they could see like outright see and everything like that a lot of it like you can have people that put in a good word for you but at the end of the day like it's just it's just words you know like yeah. what talks the most is your film and them being able to see you live and everything like that so I went there felt the invite only thing um played pretty well like i showed out pretty well uh for my first kind of coming back and coming out of injury which is pretty good and uh that's kind of all i could ask for was was an invite so whether i take it or not is obviously your decision we'll see if it's Um, handed even if even if it doesn't work out this year like wherever i end up i plan to get those games and uh hopefully before i end up retiring whatever happens hopefully i could i could come back and play play for them so what are you doing to show these teams like that you're back pretty much like you're you're good you're 100 percent. you're right off the injury you're ready to rock like you've been training doing this like what what are you doing to show these guys that you're simply just back so what was good for me was i was able to get a few days of training um back from injury like when before we ended up leaving for the year because the way my recovery worked out was um, I think my surgery was on June 16th and they told me it would take between like eight to 12 weeks um, to get back, which it ended up being more towards the 12 week side. By the time I was like fully back, ready to go, mm-hmm. like after I've kind of rephased in because they might clear you to get back into training, but you don't just like get thrown back in, you know, you need to like rephase into, especially my position, like, there's so many different things you have to worry about. So like, you can't just be like thrown back into it, you know? Um, so I was fortunate to get some film for a couple of days. Um, and I would have had more, but we ended up losing that weekend, um, to Columbus in like the conference final, um, or yeah, either no conference semifinal. Yeah. Conference semifinal, uh, or else we would have played the revs in the next round. Um, but we ended up losing, so I only got two days of film, but I was able to get film and chop it up and show them, like, um, kind of using my feet, hitting the ground, like, making saves and everything so they could see that I'm I'm back to, like, being able to function and fully 100%. And also, like, that's where the, your aging comes in, too, like, when you're speaking to other teams and 
representatives of teams like you tell them hey like this guy was injured like my guy was injured this year but he had a surgery his recovery date ended this date like he's back to full health um and then he kind of just he or she if whoever your agent is um will also try to help like get you into certain things or they might be able to see you where um, maybe you'll have like an inside session with them or um kind of like that kind of like how uh trying to figure out the best comparison like nfl sometimes they have like closed um yeah, close workouts training. like yeah. they bring players in mm -hmm. to have closed workouts sometimes that that can happen um i haven't really had any any of those but like a lot of them is like the closed invite only stuff and everything like that so with the team like rhode island they were able to um see me firsthand and see like working with the goalie coach and the, the head coach and everything like they could see what i was able to do so they could see i was back to full health but um as for other teams it kind of without them being able to see you it just kind of yes they have to take your word for it yeah. at one point or another or you can go as far as like training in the off season you get some film you send it out to them be like hey i was injured but look i'm doing this i'm training at a full capacity like all this so um those are a couple of different options that you have but that's those are the main ones so like sure. your short-term goal is you said uh get these games under your belt some more experience what's your long-term goal now long term is just get to the highest level you can get to you know um and that's why going down to charlotte was i was excited for it because i knew like being affiliated with an mls organization like it enhances your chances of being called up or being signed to the first team because you're in the environment the whole time you know a lot of the lower level teams they're like their own independent organization so the chances of you like there's still a chance like you could get picked up from say like a second division team or third division team but like it there's no better situation to be in than like you're like for example i would sh i train with the first team sometimes and you see them on a daily basis so charlotte they were lucky enough the owner ha is like very wealthy mm -hmm. um so they ended up just building a whole new like state-of-the-art training facility with a bunch of like grass fields and it's where we would we would go every day we start the day there so our locker rooms it there and the first team is there too so literally you see them you interact with them on a daily basis and uh so you'd see like the top top players of the team and they'd talk to you say what's up like so you get to see people behind the scenes and you kind of like get the relationship and then you also if you get the chance to train with them if you train well there's a chance that they could sign you to a first team deal you know so that's where i mean if i were to sign with the revs like that's what i would hope for um but at the end of the day, it just depends on, like, if they like you or if they give you a chance. And you just have to prove yourself at, at the end of the day. And that's what it comes down to. So. And you are not shy of doing that because, man, like, for people who don't know Nate, he's hands down one of the best goalies I've ever Dude, played Dude, we with. called this shit years ago. We Every called this shit years ago. Like, like so-and-so's going to, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Nate's going to go professional. <laughs> like, he's the only one. Seeing it happen is... It's fucking, it's, it's crazy because like, obviously that's something you've always dreamt for, but as, um, a friend and a teammate, like seeing the way you've performed and the amount of effort you put into it. And I remember talking about this in the last podcast, dad also going to the games and filming every single second of the game. Like you guys, you yourself, your family, you guys put so much time into this and you saying that you're a professional soccer players, like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, the first time I was able to say it, I was like, wow, like, I actually did it. Um, 
and not not to say that like I didn't believe in myself because obviously to make it to the, that level like you, you have to have self right you know, but I think a big thing too is people underestimate how much actually goes on behind the scenes you know like like you're saying like my dad having to come to games and film and that's really what it takes you know like not everybody can always get filmed because obviously different their parents have different circumstances like um, maybe their school doesn't film games or anything like that right. so a lot of times you have to take it into your own hands and kind of put in the extra work and I think that's a big thing that separates um, athletes who say they want to get to that level and actually like do it you know um, and like I I credit them too because like they showed up to as much as they could you know like and I'm just grateful for that because a lot of parents don't either don't get the chance to or they just don't at don't all care to you know um, and a big thing for him, my dad especially was like he told me that his parents great people don't get me wrong like my grandparents were, were great um but he said they never showed up to any any of his games and he wanted to make sure like that was something that he was he did and wanted to put in the effort and as much as other people outside of your inner circle and even my own parents they were like you got to be realistic and you can have this dream but also like have a backup plan and mm -hmm. everything like that so maybe in the back of their mind they didn't even know if it was possible um but at, at, at the very least like they gave me the chance because they put in the extra work for me and then that allowed me to put in the extra work for myself you know because just endless hours of extra work extra running like just things that people don't see you know and that's it's it's a cliche but like a lot of times like it really is the things you do that when people aren't watching that get you to the next level because you can be fine on camera and like do well in the games and everything, but you only do well in the games because you do the right stuff outside the games, you know, like outside of training, you're keeping yourself healthy, you're um, maintaining your body nutrition wise, everything like that. Those things only springboard you to be able to like get to the next level. And um, that's honestly what separates it because it's a big jump from college to, to pro, you know, um, I was fortunate enough to play on a really good, college team and we played against some really good teams so um getting to train in that environment every day it like it wasn't so much of a jump that I couldn't do it but it definitely is a big jump like even me I had to adjust to the level and how fast this the pace of the game is and how good people are because like going to Charlotte you kind of get guys that are younger in the academy but they're still some of like the best players I've played against mm -hmm. or played with you know um, like there's this kid Nympho who's only 15 years old who just got called up. He's been getting called up to the U 17s, uh, for the national team, like United States. Oh really? And he's already signed a pro contract, like with Charlotte first team. Like he's technically a first team player, but he hasn't played for them yet. Cause obviously he's young. He's yeah, still yeah, developing. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's scoring for the U 17, like national team in the world cup, like things like that. It's just crazy. And he's like one of the best young players I've ever seen and ever played against and played with. Um, just cause tra like training with him, he go I go against him in training and it's just like, I never thought that somebody that young could be so good and, um, just shows you that like the level's different, you know, and you play with guys that are from all around the world and come from all different backgrounds and it's just, it's just a really great experience. So I think being able to get to that level was a lot due to skill obviously you need to have a certain skill level to be able to get to that level of course but a lot of it just comes down to how hard you work and like 
if if the cards fall in your favor you know because there is a, a, a little bit of luck to it too um this i've seen a lot of great players who just aren't it's just not in their cards you know and that's un that's really unfortunate so i'm also very grateful that uh that i was able to do it and hopefully hopefully have a long career but well you're still young it's, so it's yeah. like I, I say honestly even though it's fucking it's unfortunate that you got hurt mm -hmm. i feel like at the time at this time right now it may be good that you got hurt at this time instead of later on because if it if you kept egging that injury out for quite a long time it you could be in the position that i almost was in 10 years ago where you might not be able to walk might not even be able to play the sport again yeah. so it's like even though it kind of sucked that you got signed to your first team and weren't able to play like the normal season because you got hurt maybe look at it um that if you get the opportunity to actually play on a professional team normal season that you've already gone through it you've already done you've already gone through the injury it's over it's in the past now now you're looking to rebuild instead of being 100 percent, you'll be 110 percent to be able to perform for whatever team you get signed to and then like from there on you're starting you're fucking doing this you're doing that but you already got that injury out of the way so you're not yeah. hurt now you can experience the new seasons and new teams yeah, for sure i mean because this is going on this year i mean was like the third year of actually dealing with the injury itself you know it just came to a point where it's at the worst point and i needed to deal with it but this was actually like the third year of me like having to deal with it and i haven't been at 100 percent for three years um so it definitely feels good now that i hopefully put it behind me and um got my my recovery in and am on the front foot hopefully to to kind of put myself in a good position to kind of only go up from here so like you said it's 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 probably best that i finally dealt with it and uh just looking forward to what's coming next so what are you doing to like keep yourself like obviously you're not playing at the moment so what are you doing to keep yourself like active so that you are um moving you're still playing the game you're still looking good for yourself like what are you doing to keep yourself like in shape um so obviously any athlete will will tell you that the off season is is really important just as important as the the, the regular season um so it's really just trying to maximize your your training um opportunities and for me i've just like reached out to kind of goalie coaches i know in the area and kind of guys who are either trying to get to the next level or are kind of like right on the edge or they're still in college and i know they're a really high level um that helped me out and helped me train and get some sessions in and i'm actually uh one of my friends asked me to play tomorrow morning in like a new year a tournament a christmas, christmas tournament Eve, uh like indoor tournament thing mm -hmm. so little things like that where you try not to get injured or anything in them um but it's also good like to see s some live stuff and kind of fast faster paced things because during the off season if, especially where we live it's kind of tough to get training in sometimes because there's not too many indoor facilities and and if they are they're expensive as yeah, shit yeah, and i feel so. like no one even fucking plays no more dude it's a pain in the yeah, ass and so i mean i've tried i've maximized my time to be outside like and, and i've dealt with cold before like even if it's a little cold like if i can get outside and train i get outside and train um so there's actually using the time to get on the field and work on my specific 
position because like how I train is different from a regular outfield player. They can literally train by themselves if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's a little like I could, but you're very limited in what you can do. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then there's also just as as always, like maintaining your body. So going to the gym, um, lifting weights, getting your specific workouts in for you, like kind of tailored to your position. So what I would do is different to what like an outfield player would Mm -hmm. do because we do different things and we need different things like i need to be explosive and strong and powerful and everything so um the workouts that i would do are not not necessarily the same as all the same as what they would do um so kind of tailoring my program to that and then also just like running too you know um because i don't know you guys play soccer you know how it is like you you know other goalies you say like we say goalkeeper (laughs) fitness is completely different than outfield player fitness like you guys could go out there and run all game and like i couldn't do that but i'm pretty confident to say that you guys wouldn't be able to do what, what i could do you yeah, know like probably it's just, not it's just two different things probably not. no fucking shot you know so um that's why like especially running i try to mix in sometimes i'll go for sh- like um longer distance kind of slow pace mm-hmm. runs to kind of get that aspect of the fitness and also i'll mix in some kind of interval training high intensity running and everything like that because at the end of the day like for me it's about being quick and short bursts of energy like fast quick quick bursts and everything so it's good to have both because um it just auto like builds your whole fit like fitness as a whole you know so that's basically kind of the plan in the the off season also making sure you have enough rest too because rest is just as important um so the first couple weeks after like when i got home i took a little bit of time off because like regardless of whatever you do anybody needs time away from their job or whatever they're focused on so like it's it's also really important to kind of take some time away and because this whole year that's all i've been focused on is soccer 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 Mm -hmm. soccer you know so it's also time to just good to like take some time to relax and take time for you essentially essentially you know like i wasn't able to go on vacations or anything like i still haven't gone on vacation which is not fun but um Hopefully sometime soon I'll be able to take a nice, like, relaxing vacation. But it was good to kind of come back, see family, friends, and kind of chill and be able to do whatever I I wanted to do. But once those week or two or however long you want is up, you just got to lock back in. And that's that's just part of it, you know? I feel like as soon as you got back, you are like, yo, when am I coming on? Yeah. I I got that text early. I think because you said you got back, like, late October. I got that text, like, early November. Yeah, I mean, like, I saw you guys, what you guys are doing and how you guys are coming up. And um, I knew, I, like like we said before, I was on very early on, you know, and I wanted to come back and see how you guys were doing and how the pod was doing and, like, just kind of see the whole setup and talk to you guys again and kind of catch up a little bit. Dude, it'll, ne- it'll never be a question. Whenever you want to come on, <laughs> let me fucking know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that interesting, though. I, I don't know how, how much I'll be able to talk about every time. but You know how much knowledge you just spit? Real talk, because not even like obviously what you've experienced is unique, but not everyone gets to be a pro and then also go to the same adversities you have such early on in your season. Whereas like you could have been disgruntled about it, but instead you're a man, you grew up about it, and you were like, if I can't do this, I'm gonna hone into something else, and I'm gonna put all my eggs in one basket to make sure for future I can fucking hone in. Yeah, I mean, if you're confident in yourself and you have a vision of what you want to do, like, you're kind of your own worst enemy, you know? Like, if you can battle yourself and realize, like, 
you have the confidence level and you have the work ethic to back it up like you can really accomplish whatever you want to accomplish and that's kind of that's what got me to where where I am now you know and I'm not gonna lie it was uh it was definitely difficult at times like I'm sitting there sorry um, yeah, good, no. I'm sitting there doing rehab every day questioning like like what am I doing like is this really something that I want to do like if I want to go like go through this every day and kind of because it is very it's very boring and repetitive and yeah you do different things from week to week but like you get your exercises you do those exercises for like a week or two and then you increase it a little bit depending on how long your recovery is so there are times like especially too right after surgery i couldn't get out of bed you know so like any because it was my abdomen like any you little really movement hurt yeah, like fine. i was stuck in bed couldn't get up like and when I did, it took me like an hour to get out of bed, you know, because like by the time I sat up, it was just so painful. Mm -hmm. Was um, there some someone staying with you at that time? I lived with like three other roommates, which was nice. Like they helped me out a little bit, like if I needed food or anything like that. Um, they were definitely helpful for sure. Like if I lived by myself, it would have been very difficult. Um, I would have had to like order food a lot. And I don't even know if I would be able to go downstairs to get it because the way yeah. our apartment was set up was half of it was downstairs half of it was upstairs so like when you first walk into the door you either go down or up and all the all the rooms are like bedrooms are upstairs and uh for me to be able to cook something for myself or something i'd have to go down two flights of stairs and also be able to stand up and mm -hmm. i couldn't even stand up straight like at all because it would be so painful um so it definitely made me question like is this like the life i want to live and at the end of the day it just comes down to like no this is something that i've worked for my entire life like i'd be doing myself an injustice if like i just called it quits and like didn't continue to try to reach my f full potential and then if it works out the way where like i play a couple years and my career doesn't go where i want it to be then at least at the end of the day i can walk away and say like i played a few years i accomplished what i wanted to and i in my eyes i had a good career because playing a few years professionally is more than a lot of people get to say they can ever do, you know? So I don't think anybody can discourage you for not reaching the level you want to when you've already made it to a level where very, very few people can say they've done. The way that like you're like, let's just say like a portfolio, like came out of a D1 high school. Well, for us, like a D1 high school went to Dean and they got called up to a D1 college like mm -hmm. that. And then going professional, like you, you've started, it's like the pinnacle of like, starting good for high school wise getting sent to dean and then sent to a bigger college more serious and now professionally so yeah. that's fucking wild dude yeah i mean when i first got to vermont like my coach kind of had because we always have like kids around and other recruits kind of coming in and um they would he would always have me tell my story um to like people that were coming in because it's not really a, a traditional like everybody has their own path but i feel like it, we didn't have we we like, weren't at no fucking unique. private school like we weren't at LaSalle yeah, yeah. we weren't at Bishop Hendrickson like these are called these are called these are high schools that are always being looked at by yeah. colleges because of I mean real like realistically they're bringing in kids yeah and they're recruiting as high school whereas yeah. we just went to a D1 high yeah, school had the opportunity know. to play them to that point like I say it a lot like when I'm just kind of talking with my friends and like bullshitting with people and everything and um oh there's a little part of part of me inside that. Like, seeing all these people that went to LaSalle or Hendrickson, like, they thought they were, like, insane athletes. Couldn't like, even make it through college. to not be anything. No, and you like just part, paid part to go to of, school. Like, this might make me sound bad to say that, but, like, part of me just loves that. 
because no, like you dude all of us do all of us love that for you in high school and you thought you were better than everybody else right and you turn out to be nothing so mm-hmm. like I just love it. It's just because your parents decided they wanted to ship you to a private school. Yeah. and it To d- pay for you to go to school that yeah. didn't help you in any way. Like, like I know people. People I, are doing way better than you are, and they didn't go to private school. Right. Or we know have to get paid. Pl- to, bro, listen. We know people who played on these fucking private schools that were dog shit. They just got <laughs> put there because mommy and daddy have money. Yeah, and like, not to throw names, right? So we can mute Blur this. It but out. it don't. Blur it out. Fuck it, dude. <laughs> like, they're like local legends, but then it would be like, be like, you guys aren't like afraid to play them. I'm like, yeah, we know that they're good, but we have Nate, dude. It don't fucking matter. They're gonna pass a back line. And then one we'll... of the t- just you can't quit. bend it, bro. They... You can't bend the fucking ball past yeah. Nate. You know how I've been trying to do that for fucking four years. You're not gonna do that in one game. Four Shut years, up. our whole lives. <laughs> this bro. motherfucker would never let a ball go I, by. I'll never forget the first day I met Nate. It was a, f- I was a freshman. They were doing captain practice, and they were like. And, like, I was putting balls behind it as a freshman. No, no problem. They were like, just wait till Nate shows up. I was like, who the fuck's Nate? And Victor is the one who told me about you. And he was like, bro, just uh, Reese. Victor Reese? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my boy. And he was like, just wait till Nate shows up. Not a single fucking ball. I was like, damn. That I, was got, what, I got humbled as a freshman what, early. you came in as a, as a freshman? As a freshman, yeah. Damn, so that would have made me what? You would have been a, a sophomore. You were a sophomore. Yeah, but you were a year older than me. And imagine that expectation that you already hold into seniors. Well, that and I had already played, like, with them the prior, prior year, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, that was another thing too. Like I got lucky enough to where the year that I came in, like the goalie they had wasn't really very good. Yeah. So he started the first game, let up like four goals in like five minutes, less than ten minutes, I'll say. And I got subbed in, and then I just never got, got subbed out. out. Yeah. Like, I just played the rest of my career, my high school career. And it's like I knew, like I knew you before high school. Like we grew yeah, up yeah, together yeah. playing soccer yeah. because of. AYSO back in the day and my dad was able to snag you and coach you so obviously I played with my dad and it's like I knew what I was getting into when I was going to the high school (laughs) and I was I was excited I was ready I knew some of the people who were playing on the field obviously I knew you were in net and then I got fucked with my knee so it was like it was kind of like a little devastating for me because obviously I knew the team that I would have been playing for I knew the people that would have been behind me if I was playing and shit like that but like I I look back at the years that we've played together and it's like I I don't take those for granted because like those were really fucking good experiences and I so much fun we had even when we were able to snag you for like a quick indoor tournament like um I don't know it definitely was a while ago but sometime during high school and after I recovered um yeah like those were those were just sick sick times and like just seeing you now is just oh man <laughs> it's just crazy because we always obviously we always, we said it earlier we we've always known the potential that you had and the drive that you've ha- that you have it doesn't go unnoticed at all and mm-hmm. to this day uh obviously I don't know if you know this but you are still the talk of the town when it comes to soccer I to this day that. you know I'm dead serious we're telling you I'm dead serious when it comes to soccer you are still the talk of the town well, I mean, there's there's got to be some players coming Bro. through. Bro, all right, let's let's be real, because we've gotten arguments like there, a whole bunch of us have gotten arguments over like players that we practice with to be like, oh, we're better than you, this, that, the third. But there's never anyone who could be like, I'm better than Nate, and be like, yeah. Why the fuck would that even come out of your mouth? It's like a sin. I mean, there's not that many goalies though. To be fair, like, there's way more. Right, players. Don't don't. Well, we yourself. have we don't do have yourself. a lot of. I'm just you're being fucking... real. I'm just being real. There's way more players that play like positions that you guys would play. There's a lot, yeah. There's a whole bunch of outfielders, but I mean, like even then, like the the list for goalkeepers 
there's a big difference in performance from what you perform and how other goalkeepers performed. I mean, yeah, that's that happens in every sport. You you, know? you stamped a you stamped your name into Rhode Island. You are known in Rhode Island. Like don't that will never that will never go away. Like you are known as one of the best goalkeepers to perform in the state of Rhode Island. It might not be that big of a state, but the, like we said earlier, there's a lot of private schools. There's a shit ton of public schools. There's all kinds of different schools that have soccer or different leagues that have soccer. It's not like, it's not like you just played high school. You played, well, were you able to play middle school or they didn't have middle school sports? I did, but I didn't even play goalie in, in middle school. <laughs> like, we were just so bad that, like, I was actually, so you guys know who Adam Duart is, right? Yeah. 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 So he he actually played goalie when we were in middle school, yeah. And uh, I, I played, like, midfield or some shit like that. <laughs> and it was just fun because I just got to run around. and Just have fun. I, like, never really got the chance. You know, I was always playing goalie, so. I was always the one that was like, coach, like, take me out, like, or any team I played on, I was like, coach, like, give me some minutes or whatever, put someone else in, because I would be the only one that would want to play, mm-hmm. and, I, I mean, I guess it worked out, but... You scored a goal in high school. I did. I, did. I remember I remember that. Yeah. I remember was, when you uh, scored a goal. It was like... You remember that? Yeah. yeah. It was our last game that if we didn't... I was a junior. If we didn't at least tie the game, we would have not made playoffs, and at halftime, we were down 2-0. And Coach Tony, I was like, Coach Tony, like this might be my last game. Like, just take me out. Like, let me, let me, like try to do something. And the weather was terrible. It was like, it was raining, pouring rain. Yeah. I think we played Cumberland or something like yeah. that. And it was dark. It was rainy, and it was just not fun, like weather at all. And we ended up scoring somehow. I forget who scored, but we. I think it might have been Dan Forsythe. I think Dan probably. scored. We just did, somehow we scored, and it was two one. And I don't even know how much time was left, but I, 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 I went was fucking like, you know crazy what? I, I got the ball like like maybe 35, 40 yards out. <laughs> I said, dude, it's bad weather. Like, might have, well shoot have it. a crack. <laughs> might as well shoot it. So I just blasted it from like 40 yards out. And all of a sudden, I'm just watching it. And I didn't expect I was going to score. And clearly, the keeper was not good <laughs> because you shouldn't be scoring from 40 yards out, especially when you're not like. To be fair though, though that you have a cannon. That ball, that ball didn't slow down though. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, but like, I've watched two great goals, and it was yours and uh, Brandon Costa's my freshman year when he yeah, cracked both of those balls from I've like forty. I've never seen anybody be able to hit a ball like Brandon though. Like you did. No. When it was yes. No, all right. To Brandon, be fair, all right, Brandon's but shot was always yeah, it was wild. <laughs> always wild. But and it would move. It was up there. Dude, you have yeah, a cannon. No, his, don't his don't down move. your you your foot is fucking crazy powerful. Dude, like the games I was watching for you playing like Vermont's field, it's fucking it's huge. massive it's compared <laughs> to like PC URI. Like field. you play on like a full size fucking yeah. field. Our field's wide and like yeah. long. You were cranking those well, balls. I could, off a goal kick, I could maybe hit the back of the circle, which is pretty far it's like 65 70 yards yeah that you're so. you're fucking diamond so like i like obviously i wasn't there so i didn't see like you score this goal but i could just imagine if you're shooting low wow. if you're shooting low the the amount of power you have to arc that ball as a goalkeeper i think it arced. i think it just no but i'm saying as a goalkeeper that ball just being straight <laughs> no, i'm saying as a goal, goalkeeper the amount of power you have to arc that ball as a goalkeeper to get it to half field oh, like, i could only imagine if it was just straight yeah. like did that had to have been a fucking rocket well, I haven't been that 
that strong for a while now. Like I'm, I'm still rebuilding it, but I mean. But we're getting back there. Just yeah. wait, just wait. This season, you're gonna, but we're gonna see it was, again. That was definitely like the highlight of my high school. Career. <laughs> I was, just, I was, that was gonna be my next question. Like, what has been like your high school like highlights? But then I mean, like that was my well, two things for you would have been my highlights. Was that. And then, like, anytime someone fuck up, like, go get Nate's gloves afterwards. You're going to have to smell the gloves, bro. Those fucking oh, banged. So, actually, what's funny is, like, as as I got older, like, I learned how to take care of them better. Um, but, dude, when I was Those younger, fucking black and like, the black. <laughs> <laughs> These are like shit. You want to know where you mess up with that stuff is, especially when it gets wet or if it's if you sweat a lot. Let me just say. And you put them back in the bag and you don't let them breathe, right? That's That's what gets you. And I learned, like... With trying to use all the different products, like nothing really ever works. They had this like little thing where it was like a little sack you could put it inside the glove, and it supposedly takes out the moisture and it makes it smell like like wood chips or something like that. Tried that, maybe took out the smell a little bit, but uh, afterwards when I got older and kind of researched it and cared more about taking care of my stuff, um, you really what's what works is you literally just wash them like with water. Um, rub it out a little bit and then literally just hang it on something really? and let it air dry. And as long as the the like wrist part isn't closed, it just dries up itself. Really, and it's fine. Like every day after training, uh, in college and um, and down in Charlotte, like or anywhere I played, I would literally just wash them, do that, hang them up in my locker, and then the next day they're dry. Or if they're not dry, they're like just the perfect amount of wetness to where like. They it works. They'll be all right. Yeah. And like honestly, you don't want your gloves to be completely dry. You want them to be a little bit wet. Yeah. So they're able like, to like their, their move. grip is better when it's a little bit wet. Um, so it just worked out better for that. And now like I'm lucky enough. I always said it if I ever did make it you got to the pro level, I I was able to get a sponsorship now. So yeah, like. I was gonna ask about that. Shit. That's what, sick. What questions do you have? But like like you're talking about gloves. I was gonna say like well you don't have to worry about shitty gloves anymore because yeah. dude i there was a, every time you posted a, a, an ad for that mm-hmm. there was always a new pair of gloves yeah i mean fortunately with with this company shout out renegade renegade goalkeeper um part of the part of the deal is like they give you x amount um and they pay you which is nice i'm technically not allowed to tell you <laughs> how much that's fine that's fine how many pairs of gloves that they would give me um but at the end of the day, it is pretty sick. Like literally, I if I wanted to, I could train with a new pair of gloves every couple of days, which is which is nice. That's and awesome. Like even now, because I was injured, I still have like a, a stash, whole bunch of brand I have a stash new of like fifteen pairs of gloves <laughs> that I haven't used yet. Which it's nice because when I would use them a couple of times, or if I use them in a game or something, uh, sometimes during warm ups for games, like afterwards after the game, I'd bring them out and I'd just give them to, to kids or something. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and we always had like a little they called it legacy lawn because like our our team was called crown legacy mm-hmm. and it was like a little section of the field at the end of the game where like people would go and we'd sign autographs and everything so um we'd sign sign the stuff and then just like give them the kids because that stuff makes their day you know um and like when i was in that position that's like all you ever want is for a pro to give you the attention and give you something right. that they've worn or right. sign it for you or anything like that so um I had a lot of experience doing that stuff even in college and playing like over the summer for Vermont Green and USL League Two, um, which is like one of the some of the best experiences of my life. Um, especially when I my last year at Vermont, we were lucky enough to play UCLA at oh, home. Shit. 
That's crazy. And that was hands down probably like the best game I've ever played in. Really? Like, atmosphere wise, like and everything. So that and then Vermont, like Vermont Green also had a really good environment too. So it was like kids after the games would come up on the field, you'd sign a bunch of stuff, they'd like surround you like you're a celebrity and it just I, it makes you feel good but it also like you're doing something for them that like they'll think about for a while you know and one of the kids that i gave something to like his parents um they ended up sending me a letter the other like before i left and it was like a handwritten letter from the kid and oh, he like sick. drew me a picture and everything and i ended like when i went back up to vermont i ended up giving him like a shirt or something that's sick which is cool but and i gave him some old pair like an old pair of gloves and um it just yeah it's just something cool to do and like the kids will never forget that you know no not so even that's awesome it's, it's it's awesome and like it's not like i'm i like have to spare them you know like i can just i use them a couple times and i give it away like it's better than me just like throwing it away you know right and also i also wanted to uh one of my teammates he's from kenya and he set up a foundation where uh he sends like kind of used stuff that's not like so bad that you can't use it mm -hmm. um back to kenya so i'd also give him some stuff too when i wasn't uh training or anything which is nice so if i can i, I kind of i want to see if i could start something here to maybe do that that'd be sick um let us know we'll help you out kind of that'd be sick low gravity sponsor <laughs> come on it could be there's always a possibility we can uh we can shout it out get something going and um, you guys being former players too, you or s s still players like you guys play a lot still, right? Retired, retired. I'm just kidding. No, we play. We're we're about, we're uh, taking winter break because indoor is so expensive. It's very hard to find people to play with certain schedules yeah. because who are like reliable. Like everybody's yeah, working. Everybody's well. Doing right now work. they have adult leagues Sunday nights nine to eleven. We nobody, just beat, we just won our last adult league actually. Nobody really? wants to play okay. nine to eleven on a Sunday night, so yeah. it's like it's when you hard. Work the next day. Yeah. yeah, and it's like like the indoor facility that we would go to, they just don't care about their players. So it's like I gotta work in the morning. And plus, like people like that they don't care like they'll go kick you and that's what i'm saying you, like, you can't that's go to work because you're injured like, i got work in the morning i gotta pay the bills it's like i can't yeah, do that yeah. so like like yeah i'm staying like fit wise like um the i'm going i'm going to be so i'm training that way so it's like i'm still keeping myself like physically fit like running and shit like that um but playing soccer i i, I think i juggled the ball the other day and it was the first time i've touched it since the league so it's like yeah. we ended the league what for i think it was the first week the first of week november. november first week of november so we haven't played since then um but next league's springtime like early like end of winter early springtime so it's like yeah. i think we're just gonna take the winter off just to like cool down and whatever and then just jump right back in because we're what we're planning on playing spring all the way through the end of fall yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with taking taking some time off and getting back into it. I mean, by the time the weather gets nicer, you guys can get your touch back, and right. get everything back, and um, like you said, like going for keep you keep you fit. And honestly, I thought about it like with my degrees and everything. That's probably something that I might like when I'm done playing. I'll, I'll probably try to get into or some type of like law enforcement or something like Dude, that. Dude, there's a lot. We'll talk offline because I know a lot. Oh, no, that'd be cool. Dude. I would, I would do something like that. But Mike's off. Come Mike's off. I'll, I'll <laughs> I, I'm trying to decide where I want to take know he's it. He's got it. Um, because like I said, if my career isn't doesn't go as long as I want it to, 
I'm still going to be pretty young. I won't, right. I won't even be like 30 years old, right. you know, and like maybe 26, 27. And that's still a good time if you want to get like, into something like that. You put in your like time. Perfect time. And you reap the rewards later. Right. And not to like, mention like your background as an athlete or as a professional athlete, that goes hand in hand with that stuff. More, yeah, know? because yeah. you're also giving back to your community a lot. Yeah. So they don't only want to see what you're doing at work. But what are you doing outside of work? Do you, oh, you have a foundation. Nice. Yeah. Okay, this is what it brings to yeah. the department. Like this is, so yeah. it's outside a lot of, of all shit. The physical aspects, like this, I mean, this, else that it, like, yeah, brings you like discipline, mm-hmm. teamwork, like working with other people. How to like have an authority figures, mm-hmm. like all this. You're stuff, not afraid you know? of big fucking crowds. Like that's yeah. a huge thing. A lot of people get yeah. like overwhelmed by big crowds. You yeah. are already there. I played in a lot of big crowds, <laughs> which is like, it's it's cool that you get to experience that, but. Like it's like you said, it's about performance on the field can translate to performance in a situation like that where you need to really like Uh, control what's happening and compose yourself and be able to act with whatever's going on around you, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we don't need to carry that on. We can, we (laughs) can, that that could be a side conversation, but it was just, I just, it was cool that you, you said that. So are you planning on like around here? Well, um, I tried for it didn't uh, didn't go out as planned, but yeah, no, I'm trying to trying to stay local. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, I'm in the process of going through one right now, so um, and it's actually the apartment I really want to be in. Uh, yeah. So fingers crossed that um, I actually do get through. I feel a lot more confident uh, in myself already gone through um, a process of trying yeah. to be of trying to be. So. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But yeah, it's gonna be local. It's gonna be um, within Mass or Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just at this point, like I want, I want it so bad that I'm gonna end up finding somewhere to get me, get my foot in the door, uh, mm-hmm. get my training, get my experience, and all that, and then end up finding a forever home. So no. that's pretty much what what I'll be. It's a bit doing. of a process, I've heard. Because I, I know a lot of people yeah. that have done it and kind of people that have been in it for a while. So mm-hmm. I know like it's a bit of a process, but it'll be worth it. It's something that's very rewarding. And I mean, I've always been somebody that like likes to help people and everything. So regardless of whatever I'm doing, like, right. try to help people in any way I can. And I just felt like it would be a good uh, good segue into my post post playing career. Post professional you know? career. So something in that in that area. That'd be sick, exact, though. But but yeah it's good that you like set yourself up for like a like a backbone just in case yeah i mean regardless of whatever whatever like sport you play like nobody can play forever right you know like i mean well except for ronaldo be, he's doing pretty well right now games are like a ronaldo somebody who can play for like 20 years you know like it's just not i'm i'm even like realistic to the point where i know that's not yeah a reality for most people you know right. so if you're lucky enough to have that long of a career, congrats. Like, that's awesome. Credit, played credit like to you for right. staying fit, healthy, like keeping your body right and being able to do that and like having the skill wise to do that. Right. But not everybody's going to be able to do that. So, I mean, it's still important to once you're there to either try to maintain it, but also have a backup plan. Right. You know? So how's it been being home? Obviously, you were gone for a year. Coming home, you have a girlfriend. Obviously, family, yeah. friends. How's it been, like, actually being able to come home and enjoy yourself? It was a little weird at first because I hadn't been home in so long that I like kind of didn't know what to do. Yeah, with you myself. didn't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, I was like home. And I was like just sitting there, like, what am I gonna do today? Like, I just wake up and I got nothing to do. Um, which don't get me wrong, 
I like to just sit around and do nothing sometimes, but at the same time, I'm also somebody that likes to stay busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little weird at first, but it was good to be able to see family and friends, like spend time with people and um, everything like that. Because, like I said, you, you you miss out on a lot of stuff when you're gone for a whole year, right. you know. So um, especially with the holidays coming around, like I'm seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time, and which is nice. You get to see people that like kind of figure out what they're doing, what's going on. Like a lot of my cousins are getting older now and everything. So um last time i saw them they were all like young mm-hmm. like young kids and now they're big and going to high school doing this doing that so it's it's cool to see what other people are doing like come back and see people like guys like you like see what everything that you guys are doing and kind of watching people come up you know so i want to see everybody come up and do well just as much as i want to do well you know so um it's kind of what i've been doing my life's been kind of boring right now because I'm just kind of coasting a little bit. Yeah, doing, but you're like, what I gotta do, but you're, deserved. you're, you're well taking deserved, the time man. off and you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. You're, you literally, you were playing soccer for almost an entire year straight. A lot of sacrifices, yeah. So it's like, like I didn't really have much of a social life down there. or. And even like with that. college, like college was decently far. So when you were in college, you were only down here for limited time. So it's like think about it with, yeah. within like the what last six years, give it. Did you have um, extended years for of playing because of COVID? Yeah, I had one one extra season. So, so what six years I left, total? I left Dean in twenty eighteen. Um, my first well, technically, yeah, twenty eighteen. Back half of twenty eighteen, I left, and then the start of twenty eighteen was the first fall that I spent um, in Vermont, and then. Night, like from there I spent there so I was there for maybe like five and a half like five five and a half years because I didn't stay the whole fifth year I like I graduated with my second degree mm-hmm. that winter so I, I ended in December so once December was like the season ended and the semester School was done. over I went home mm-hmm. um, but I was able to get the extra year because of COVID which is nice and I'm glad I took it because it like was the best season of my career mm-hmm. so um, who knows what I, what would have happened if I left when I did. I mean, I still had a really good career. It's nothing to, like, knock at all. But um, that extra year, like, I think definitely pushed me to the next level and kind of got me on the radar, which I was I was a little bit disappointed when what the, the draft was coming around. Hang on, hold on. Can I just die? No, it's plugged no, in. I mean, I don't for nothing to happen for that long, that's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's not even showing up still. Oh yeah. Now you good. Let's see if I can. Um. Oh, so yeah, when the season was over, you start worrying about the MLS draft, and I mean, of course, now that I'm not there, like they made it so you could like get drafted sooner so Mm -hmm. there's like even people so you have to play at least one year and then like you have to be a sophomore to be able like to be eligible so they had like 400 eligible players this year holy shit and the way the mls draft works is like there's only three rounds and a total of like 89 picks so only 89 guys get picked out of 400 which is pretty crazy that's not a lot yeah um but for for whatever reason i thought for sure that i had done enough to like get into the draft but i wasn't i wasn't entered into it for whatever reason um 
which was kind of surprising, but it also kind of motivated me a little bit because I thought I should have been there because mm-hmm. I was definitely among like the top 10 keepers in the country. Right. For sure. Um, but it, it, it kind of worked out for me because literally on draft night, I was out to dinner with my girlfriend and like some of our friends and everything uh, because there was like suspicions that um, even though I wasn't in the draft, I might have something happen. Like I might get a call from somebody. Um, so I remember that night I was literally at dinner. It was really bad. I was at dinner, like had my phone on my lap, just like scrolling through refreshing to see when it was going to be over and like who got picked. Um, and then right when the draft was over, maybe like 10, 15 minutes later, I'm sitting there and I get a call. It's an unknown number and it's a like Charlotte area code. And it says like Charlotte, North Carolina. So I was like, all right, I know there's a team there. I don't know, like, this could be a scam call or I, I got to <laughs> pick this up, you know? And then my agent, who was not officially my agent at the time, but I was kind of working with him, he knew somebody who was, like, a scout in that organization. So when Charlotte popped up, I was like, okay, like, maybe this could be something. So I kind of – I excused myself. I went outside, and what was funny was <laughs> – where we were sitting in the in the restaurant, there was like a big open window. Oh, where, I can like, see you. You could go. I went outside and like they could see me on the phone. Um, and when I picked it up, sure enough, it was the scout like saying, "Hey, this is so and so from Charlotte. Like, we saw you were in the draft, but we want to give you a call, like see what's going on, and say like we're interested in maybe bringing you down for preseason, whatever." Um, and then as soon as I got the call, like they could just my expression changed and they knew like it was it was something that's awesome it was a call um so when i got back in everybody went crazy and the rest of the night was was a good night but so technically i didn't have like my draft night call type of thing where like you're getting picked up but at the same time i kind of did because it, it still happened i just wasn't in the draft you know so you got selected from probably your head mm-hmm. yeah like afterwards yeah and you, then, like the names were probably nothing like you literally were this Nate Silvera is the person on the top of the list if he's not in this draft <laughs> we're fucking calling him I was just thinking yeah. about that like I'm at, like it was literally that they were like this kid doesn't get picked bro I'm calling yeah. him so that's sick what they ended up saying was like yeah we we were really surprised you weren't in the draft like we just thought like it was we couldn't pass up like trying to get you down here um and I was like, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. So then, because they, at the time, they said preseason, like, we'll bring you down for preseason, whatever. Um, which, even if you got, even if I got drafted, a lot of times, if you're outside of, like, the top 10 of the first round, it's just most of the time, you're deal. not guaranteed a contract. You're like, right. they just reserve your rights, and they bring you to preseason. If they like you, they sign you. If not, see they, you later. they say, see you later. Yeah. It's not like the NFL, where, like, even if you get picked in, like, the last round, you're pretty much guaranteed. You're just not for as much money. Right. You know? Which is the bad thing. Like, you're not guaranteed anything if you get drafted, which I think they should change, but it is what it is. Because if you're drafting somebody, clearly you think they're good enough. So don't waste another team's time. Yeah, so don't, like, either don't draft the person or, like, draft somebody else who you know for sure you want to sign. Right, because that kid could have gotten signed to a different team. That kid goes to preseason. This is the bad thing about it. You can go to preseason, they can take you on the whole time. The last day of preseason, they can say, cut you. See you're, later. you're gone. We're not signing you. And then you're shit out of luck because half the time the preseason's over and all these other teams have their, their rosters finalized and there's not many other places you can go. 
or if, if you're lucky enough to find a team, then you do. But most of the time, it's very hard. You have yeah. to probably go to a lower level or something work your like way that, back up or work your way back up. So that's the bad thing about it. But so then maybe a couple of days later, uh, I had gotten a message from the goalie coach at the Revs that said they were looking for a keeper like they wanted to stay local if they could. Um, so they they offered me to go in for preseason to train with them. And my preseason for Charlotte, if I was to go, was like maybe the week later or two weeks later than the Revs one. And so I told them, I said, hey, you want me to go in for preseason? Like nothing's guaranteed. So I'm going to go to the Revs and see what's up, too, because they're my local club. Like if I could stay there, it would it would be a great fit for me. Um, and it would be something I would want to do. I've always wanted to play for the Revolution. Mm -hmm. Like They're the hometown basically right where they were at the time because this rhode island team didn't exist right and they're the only mls team so technically they're a hometown team mm -hmm. for mls and i said well the chances there i'm like they're asking me if i want to go like i'm going to take it so then i was maybe there for a week uh training with the revs for a week and it was going well but they wanted me to stay and they wanted to see more of me before they made a decision mm -hmm. which is fine like you get yeah a week two week trial is normal it's not like a lot of teams won't make a, deci a decision on you in a couple of days. They're going to try to see as much as they can of you for right. as long as they can. So then I told them and maybe four, three, four days later, they gave me a call back. And it's like the tech, the technical director for the team, which is like the one that deals with signing people and everything. And he said, um, plus the goalie coach called me as well. And he was like, Hey, so we've, we've thought about it. And, uh, us as a staff, the head coach, myself, the, the like technical director, all the other staff, like we feel confident and we want to bring you down, like to sign you directly because we don't want like anybody to have the chance to steal you from us. So that's when I said, okay, like if you send me a contract, I'll, I'll look at it. I'll think about it and I'll get back to you. They sent me the contract and it was the only guaranteed offer that I had outside of other preseason stuff. So I had to take it. Right. And that's why I ended up in Charlotte. Um, so yeah, that that was my kind of. Did you tell the slash. revs that? Like when it happened? Yeah. So, I was with them, and then after they told me they wanted to see more of me, um, is when I got the call, obviously. And then once I told them I was gonna take it, I basically said, "Listen, like you want to see more of me? Like my priority would be to stay here, but because there's no guarantee with what you guys are offering me, like to stay, there's no guarantee you're gonna sign me or anybody else will." This is my one guaranteed thing for at least this year. I know I can say I have a guaranteed contract to be a pro. Mm -hmm. And they said, fine, fair enough. Like, you got to do what's best for you. Like, we are very happy for you. We think you deserve to be there. You deserve to have the opportunity to get signed. And uh, maybe in the future, something will, will work out. And that's where we left it. And I'm glad they weren't sour about it. I mean, that's they understand. Like, that stuff happens all the time. Right. Like, at the end of the day there it's a business like mm -hmm. i said before they want to know who they're going to spend their money on literally like so you're just like not to say you're just a number to them but at the end of the day you kind of are because you're just an, you're technically just another employee you're, you're replaceable like that mm -hmm. like the minute you don't produce or you don't add value to the team like they'll replace you yep. with the next yeah. guy because there's always younger guys coming up that are the next ones up that can easily take your spot right so that's what I told him. I said, listen, like, this is my one guaranteed thing. Like, I need to take it because that's my way to get my foot into the, the pro game. And then once I'm a pro, it's a little bit easier to find other opportunities mm -hmm. after that instead of somebody that's coming out of college or from a team that, like, you don't have pro experience. Right. 
So I told him I, I took it and then the rest was history and I ended up going down to Charlotte for the year. So that's awesome. But that's that's my my signing story. <laughs> But that's a sick signing story, though, because it's like, yeah, you go through the draft. Obviously, everybody like who wants to be in that position wants to go through and have that experience, get that phone call. But you were literally fucking handpicked. You were like, this kid, I want this kid if he is not called to anybody. I know his name. I've heard of him. I want him. So if he's not called, if he's not picked, if he's not on this draft, I'm calling him and I want him. Yeah. I feel like that's an even better story than the draft. Yeah. Well, you obviously so. you never experienced the draft, so you, we wouldn't know what that experience would be well, like. In, in a way, I did though, because like even though my name wasn't technically on it, there's plenty of other keepers that weren't right. picked. <laughs> I've just for some reason, I don't know. I during the summertime, I was drinking so much and staying hydrated and fucking. We got branded cups too. No, we got branded stickers to put on our cups. Yeah, then put on our cups. Still branded. It's a branded right. cup. Oh yeah. <laughs> Now we've been trying. We've been like, we're we're slowly baby, getting there. Baby steps, you know, one thing to the next. The big step would be the like LLC, like fucking actually, yeah. legally owning the name. Is that like? I mean, it's probably obviously what the goal is, but it's been a conversation. But do you have any? I saw, I forget how long ago it was, but I saw a thumbnail or something that said something about a possibly a Nelk sponsorship or partnership. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was a while ago. So that was a, that was um, so we had Happy Dads on the um, mm-hmm. table, and we were, we were reaching out to Nelk, trying to get uh, a Happy Dad sponsorship from them. What was uh, the one he tried doing one last week too? The fucking uh, not your father's. Not your, yeah, mm. yeah. We're a bunch of alcoholics deep inside. Oh, trust me, <laughs> I'll, I'll drink a beer with you right now. <laughs> I don't care. A bunch of alcoholics deep inside. You trying to drink a beer? Wait, did you get them? Oh, you did? Is All right, you called me. I well, don't care. I'm, so, I'm of age, even though like athletes drink beers too. You know. Do you want Do you want root beer? It's alcoholic root beer, or do you want a? There's um Oktoberfest in there, and then there's some other. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not like the biggest root beer fan, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, to I, be I, fair, I, neither was he, and then he drank it, and he likes it. Should I try it? Yeah. All right, I'll try it. Fuck it. But uh, yeah. So we. Reached out to two alcohol companies to try to get sponsorships. <laughs> hey, it'd be cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Booze I'm are a, expensive. I'm in the. I'm actually <laughs> in the work. They are, and it'd be sick and because it, like that. And they're like, dude, like, I don't like root beer, and these things are so fucking good, and I don't know why. You like Blue um, Moon? I love Blue Moon. That's my favorite. Dude, Blue Moon's so gas. I'm not a beer drinker. I think it's just really you're, cold you're piss water. Alcohol, uh, hard alcohol guy. <laughs> You're an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say, if it, yeah, I'm. You, I'm uh, a straight alcohol. Like, sh- you a shots guy or you just like shots guy? I don't, I don't like. Um, you don't like mixies either. I don't. So it's. So you just love to torture yourself, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, that's just how much. we are in general. Like we're just like. Well, it's more or less go like straight because it's gonna it's gonna be three times, two yeah, times yeah. before you're like it don't even matter no more. So I like, overthink torture. shit that Sorry. I don't like. So like if I know I'm not gonna like it, I'd rather just take it in one shot than mm-hmm. sip on it because I know I'm not gonna drink it. Like if you give me a glass whiskey on the rocks, I'm not I'm not drinking that drink. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Dude, really? Like, I could, but I would. It would suck while I'm doing it. Yeah, like I won't. I know I won't. But I, the thing like, is, it sucks the first couple times. And I know that, some like, people ah. can just like swig it like his juice, but I don't know. If like it, if you throw it in a shot glass, 
I'll take seven of them. I'll yeah. I'll drink the whole bottle like with you. I don't sipping casually on it. Yeah, but sipping casually on something. Oh, I can pass it. Pass it. Mm. Pass it down. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but sipping I, casually on it. I'm trusting you guys right now. I'm I'm trying to I'm gonna give it a go, but I don't know how it's gonna. If it if you don't like it, one of us will drink it and we have more. All right. Root beer. Bro, I'm trying it. It's good, man. Honest impressions doesn't uh. Honestly, that's not bad. Yeah, see, that's not bad. I thought it was gonna be like a lot. It's harsher. not. It's not a strong root beer not. flavor. That, that's this why is I like, like a it. Calm one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's why I like. So this it's like, is less root beer than like root beer soda. Yeah. Mhm. For sure. Not bad. It's that's why I like it. Now. Yeah, this is like one of like the <laughs> higher bottle, like higher counts of uh, alcohol percentage that I've like found not in a bad. drink. He's gotten drunk off of off I've of drunk swigging off po- it why don't you, on the uh, podcast actively. Why don't you? Hit up these guys. That's the one I, that Carlos was saying. <laughs> well, I'm. Yeah, I'm you saying you're a lightweight, dude. Yes. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's better though. You don't. Have he to has less alcohol. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's nice. But no, I'm actually. Uh, um, hopefully, sometime within the new year, we'll have a couple because I'm trying to get us. Um, there's this um, G Fuel. It's a. Uh, an energy company. Energy, so yeah. yeah, so they sell energy powders. Um, I'm super, I love G Fuel, and um, I'm trying to see if I can get them to sponsor, which they, they do usually sponsor content creators, so that would be perfect mm-hmm. if we got it. And then um, there's this company called Elgato. They're super big, like, streaming um, company that they have all, like, streaming gear and shit, like mics, webcams. Cards and shit like that. Yeah, a Dude, bunch of different shit. So that would be that's sick. The, that's the clutch stuff to get right there. Every time they post on fucking Twitter or shit, anytime I see a post, I always just throw it. I love this like, for love this for the I'm podcast. Not, love I'm it. not too well versed in like all this stuff, but I know like everything like this is so expensive. That's about all. It's I definitely know about not fucking it. cheap. Yeah. Well, this like, is this high quality stuff. This arm right here is actually theirs. It's cost me 120 dollars. Just for the arm. Uh-huh. That's crazy. And I I use that company Elgato. I use them on everything, Which, like my even, personal even setup more and all. They should, like, all right, you, you buy our stuff, like, we'll help you out a little bit. Like, I'm not just here, like, bandwagon, like, oh, like, send us some shit so that I can, yeah. like, post it and use it. And, like, no, I actually fucking spent my own money and use yeah. this shit. That's that's the difference. That's the difference for sure. That's where, like, my sponsorship, I got kind of lucky with it, too, because the guy who owns the company, uh, like, lives in, in can you turn Charlotte. Off and on? I don't know why it keeps going off. Just turn it off and on. Just Charlotte. The, the switch. Did you like Flip North Carolina? Yeah. Charlotte's nice. But there's, like, nothing around it. So, like, the closest thing of body of water is, like, two hours away. And there's no beaches or it's, like, landlocked by everything. That was literally my hardest adjustment to when I was stationed in Nebraska. It was, like, we're city boys, so everything's around us. And then I went from having an ocean to having a lake and fucking cornfields. I was like, this is not it, dude. How long were you there? A year. I was there for a year. I was in Texas for ten months. I was in Saudi for six and then, Damn. So you've been everywhere. Yeah, kind of. Fucking Yuma, well, so Arizona is a shithole. You like, you're not technically allowed to like tell people where you are at like at the in time the moment of where you're going. If it's right? like it depends. Like for deployment, yes and no. Like if I'm leaving like where I am stationed like at that base temporarily, then no. But like it's okay for people if to you're know getting, that I'm like, in, in sent that country. Back home, like yeah, I can't like dates wise. Like you can't release dates. Or like no in the country, dates. you can say, "Oh, I, I'm going to this state or whatever." So it, 
it depends. Like, if I'm just, like, in the country and they're like, oh, you guys can leave base and go explore, like, go see the area or whatever, then, yeah, that's different. But if it's, like, for an official mission, they're like, yeah. Oh, you can't say anything. No dates, yeah. times, nothing. Damn. I always found that fascinating because there was this kid that I went to school with at Vermont. He played one seat. Like, he came to Vermont for one season, and then he just dropped out of school because he was like, I'm going to go be a Navy SEAL. That's fucking wild. And as far as I know, like, he failed the first time, Bud's the first time. Um but then he tried. He went again, Did and again? he like passed the buds. Like he got it through the buds. Damn, he's fucking. Program. He's a Navy SEAL. So, I'm not sure if he like fully, fully graduated or not. But he's been all over the place, and he's been out there. Like he was in out in California for a while, um, doing he, it. He definitely is, and then because yeah. a lot of them end up getting stationed in, he in ended San up Diego. Sending us a message, like in our kind of team group chat, like on Snapchat. <laughs> Uh, it was like, hey, boys, just, like, giving you an update. Like, I ended up getting through or whatever. And I was like, okay, like, so what is, what's the next step? Like, are you technically, like, a full-fledged Navy SEAL or after that point? Like, if you pass BUDS, does that technically mean <laughs> yeah, you're You're good. Seal? Yeah, like, you made it. Because BUDS is the training, and then, like, you have so a hell week in BUDS. you have to pass something to get to BUDS first, right? Yeah. And then once you pass BUDS, like, you're good. that's the yeah. all the training, you're done. Yeah. And, like, what's crazy about BUDS is that you can go through the whole thing and, and – and pass like in a technical aspect like you can check all the boxes yeah but you can get peered out so if the people you're with don't like you don't and, like and you, you have like out. shitty leadership and yeah. you don't work good as a teammate and and you're just fucking just a downright scum but they just be like you're out dude. literally you can graduate and they can be like no dude that would suck if you have to go through all that and then they say because the guys you're with don't like you they're, they're like yeah. no nah, you're out that's well because think about it though like those are the guys you're going to be on life or death missions with yeah so if they don't if you can't work together or like like each other in the moment right. like you're not gonna be able to function the way you need to to survive right i have like, a buddy who went mission. to uh ranger school i was deployed with him he went to ranger school twice and that's a special yep. operation school and he got peered out the second time and he was like for what and they just didn't end up liking that he was air force they were like why the fuck would you have a ranger tab there's no point like the way i see it is if you have the skills then who gives a fuck then dude? who cares like it's bad enough like there's not there's a very select group of people that can even make it to that level so if you like peer out somebody or like take them out of it because do it for the, the right reasons. reasons like yeah. do it because they mess something up or like like there's an actual legit reason for it not because like the other guys don't like them you know like that's just i feel like it's it's an injustice like to have to go through that Dude, and, and, and all then, of a sudden be like nah yeah you no. just went through hell week and through buds and after Everything. that shit had happened, the commander ended up sending him a, a memorandum, like an email. So it was like, hey, I'm sorry, this was your experience. And, like, please come back and let's get the ball rolling again. Yeah, but if that's your experience, who then would want to go back? Who want to go back? Exactly. Because the it's, same thing could It's the most again. rigorous fucking six months of your life for, for like, Tests going to like ranger school and mentally all Mentally and physically, like, people break from that. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. they're literally not the same sometimes when they come out because, like, you're tested so much. Yeah. And not to mention, like, dude's married so like how much time you spend away from home how yeah. much time you spend away from your unit like coming back and have to like re-catch up on things that you missed it's a, it's a bit not to mention those are one those are like one of the two schools where it's like you don't have your phone you're already in yeah, the military actively disconnected from but you don't have your phone the world no. right because yeah. anytime you're anywhere like you don't have too much access of that stuff right no yeah like even when i was actively working i didn't have my phone <sighs> damn so, so i couldn't contact like computer. anybody I had to be off of a computer mm. Maybe that's what it was because this kid that I know was in Japan and he was able to like post 
videos and shit of him working out and everything. Yeah, like Japan, Japan is just a station. Like you can get stationed in Japan and be there for a year. So typically that's what it is. It's called short and you're tour. You're allowed to have like yeah, your phone, your phone and all that. Yeah, because it's just a regular like station. An active like if you're on if you're on a operation. deployment like a full fucking operation you don't where got anything, yeah, no. right? Yeah. Dude. So what like I'm I'm curious. I don't know if you how much you can say about it, but what is, what is like a typical deployment look like? Like are you just what's your day to day? Like there's there's different mission sets. So like the area really depends on who's like there. Are, yeah. So yeah, so like they'll bring my team in for like security. So we do like base security and some shits to happen. Like we're the guys who like maintain security on base, make sure no one takes mm -hmm. it over and if we yeah. need to push people out, that's what we do. But there's also like different side things you do like uh, counter drones, like we do that shit. So like shooting down drones, shooting down missiles, making sure those get identified, making sure threats get identified. Like the Chinese spy balloon, you'd shoot that down? Yeah, that's literally what my job was. <laughs> and really, dude, is sick. But, uh, um, and then there's like different things on base. Obviously, like you have your cooks, the people who make sure yeah. like people are coming in and off of base. So we're like, uh, they have like contractors who, um, they have like an inbound list for like who comes on base in regards to like who's going to be filling in for the next team that's coming out. Like there's a whole, like it's a whole operation. And obviously like, you have your your leadership, your base leadership, and they just make sure the whole operation is running smoothly. But yeah. and everybody has like their own kind of specific job that yeah. they're supposed to do. So everyone answers to one person, but then there's like obviously like the base one commanders. Person? Yeah, there's like a there's like a base commander. Oh yeah. And then uh, that's like the top. Guy. The squadron, like the team commanders, respond to them, and then obviously it goes down the line. So it's like you start with that's like crazy. the Joes, the regular soldiers, and they have their supervisors. So like people in my position. And then right above me, I have my own boss who responds to basically like the chief and then the commander and so on and so forth. Dude, that's nuts that one guy controls like the, the entirety of the operation. Yeah. And so who would that guy answer to? The president? A general usually. Like so like usually the top guy is a general, but then there's like a general above him. So usually like secretary. So we have like a um, war or something like that. So like we have the uh, chairman, like joint chief of yeah. staffs. Uh, and then there's like a chairman of the joint chief of staffs, and this is all public information, so people can look this up. It's nothing anything insane. But um, yeah, there's always just someone above you. So like a one-star general, you, they respond to a two-star general, and two-star general responds to three-star general, and that type of deal. And you just get stars by being like, however long you're in. Like the longer you're in, the more stars you get. Yeah, kind of. It's like an experience and you have to, like, type of thing. Work to get up to that. Yeah. Level. So like those. Like, you start to get hand-selected for being a general. Like, you need to be an officer to begin with, so, like, mm -hmm. you have to go through officer program. Yeah. And then, like, colonels, you figure that's right under a, a general, and they're in for, like, fucking 23, 24 years. So you're already giving all that time into military before you become a general. Dude, so you basically have to be in the military your whole life to be, like, at that level. These generals are, like, 50, 60 years old. Mind you, also, a lot of generals are pilots or special forces guys, so, like, they've already seen a lot yeah. of shit. Especially, like, how old they are, like, with the past wars and everything. They probably yeah. saw some crazy shit. Yeah. And what's wild is, like, a lot of these dudes, like, just think, because they're, they're coming out of college, like, they were in frats and shit like that. So, they're yeah. still, like, cool <laughs> as fuck. Like, yeah. I, had a, I had a guy, and you can mute his name out. Um, he'd pick up the phone and be like, and so they say by their call sign, because their call sign is based on, like, whoever their pilot. Like, have you seen uh, Top Gun? I don't think so. All right, so Top Gun, one. Tom, Tom Cruise, is his call sign is Maverick. So, they call yeah. him Maverick. And like Bruiser, his name is Rooster. Like so, like mm. and he answered the phone. He's like, "Hey, let's." But he answers the phone like a regular frat guy. Like he walks yeah. around in short shorts and fucking just like sandals and just hanging out. He's got a crazy title. <laughs> yeah. You become so like desensitized to everything. Yeah, you car you compartmentalize a lot, and so like like even like 
we'd see people getting actively bombed and we'd be like, damn. And then it comes to us and say if we're going to get bombed and like you'd be like, it and just it be like it becomes normal. And you're like, All I'm right, sure well. you've had instances where like they say we're we might get bombed right now. Yeah, plenty. And then there have been instances where it happened and then we were just like, OK, so now what? And then we just joke about it. And then you had to deal with fucking sandstorms. And then I had to deal with sandstorms. Sand probably crazy. The worst experiences I've ever had. And mind you, you just can't I just see anything, right? Dude, no. I got stuck in a sandstorm twice. It was fucking. We were laughed you, about it, but it sucked. You have no idea where you are either, no. too, right? Because you can't see like. No, what we just we just going, knew like right? a distance and maybe how far our building was. So we were like, we were leaving Chow. It was me and a, um one of my buddies. And we were leaving, and we got hit with the storm. We we're like, fuck, where are we right now? And we're sitting there laughing, but we're catching sand in the mouth. So it's fucking like you're choking <laughs> on sand. You're trying to find your way yeah. out. And we're like, dude, I think it's this way. Lose my hat. He's chasing my hat. And I'm like, dude, where the fuck are we? <laughs> dude, I'm sure those things would go, like, for a while, too. So, like, dude, it, if like, you're stuck good. out there, you're stuck out there. What's like, wild is, like, you see it coming. Like, it, it happened, like, just as the sun was coming down, and we seen it coming. And the next thing, you know, it just hits us, and we're like, fuck. Dude. That's, like... The least like of your worries too though like is this a sandstorm yeah it's just like unfortunate compared to like what what all the other stuff you have to worry about that's nuts i can't even imagine. like that takes a special type of person to do that bro he would send me pictures i mean not pictures videos bathrooms dude like you it, the bathrooms were literally it looked like you were on the beach like dude, the bathrooms look like bathroom like stalls, little they got rid showers. of the toilets and threw some water it's like you could have just chilled on Was the it beach go through windows or something dude opens the or doors because how strong the the wind is oh damn <laughs> yeah. so you don't have like the doors that they they show in like movies where like you walk up to it and it just goes like Phew, and it opens no not no more <laughs> not no more <laughs> we're a little more advanced i get paid good dude i'm in the air force i don't have to deal with that well, Shittiest part is I had to sleep in a tent, but that was a, that was it. But it was fucking dope. But you get to like we call them spank tanks. So like you section off like your bed and like your war locker, and and you get to like basically have like your own little room. But it's only like a it's separated by like a sheet. So like yeah. imagine <laughs> these being like separating like fucking sixteen guys in one place. So you have your own little spot, but it's like one Shit. sheet. Yeah, like you could touch the sheet, and the other guy touch like yeah. is on the other side of the sheet. So we <laughs> we se we section the bed, so like the back of my bed would be their locker, and it would be like that. Oh, yeah, for, yeah, so yeah. we didn't really, but I was the only guy in my tent who worked at night. Everyone else worked during the day, so like they'd come. Like for example, one of the, my buddies always pranked me, so I worked. I uh, lived in the back of the tank, yeah, to the left side, and he was on the right. And he'd go to sleep naked, but he'd leave his light on and, and his spank tank wide open. So I'd be walking in and I'd just see him butt ass naked. I'd be like, you got fucking problems. Dude, <laughs> Shit like that. Funny. Or like I'd be at work and they'd fuck with like my living area. So like they'd fuck up my sheets or like leave something in my sheets. Like uh, they piled, they piled like this is crazy. dips, yeah. like, you know, like the dip fucking cans. Yeah. They waited the entire deployment and piled the dip cans. As soon as I opened my sheet, they were just piled. So I was dude. like, "Fuck, dude! How am I supposed to move well, these?" I guess that's that's kind of good though. Like, even though you guys are in a very like high stress environment all the time, always you can, fucking you with can each still, other, like have fun, mess around and have fun and make the yeah. most of it. You would think that like because of how stressful it is, but working at night, dude, no one else is up. So the guys who have normal day to day operations work your because you're working twelve hours over there every time. So like twelve right. to sixteen hours every day, but like it goes by quick, especially they got for us at night because yeah. there's only a limited amount of us up. So it's not normal operations because we're yeah. pulling security. Yeah. Security has to be pulled all the time, I and mean, you um, always gotta have security at exactly every especially where we were at, and uh, like after we do our checks and make sure everything was up to date, our equipment was good, dude. 
I'm gonna be honest with you. We sat there and watched movies all night and played fucking Monopoly, shot shit, like talked to family over the computer. But that was good about my schedule is that I worked at night, so night there was daytime here. So like when so I woke up, it was like ten o'clock here. Up here, yeah. yeah. Well, that's dope. It was sick. Do you like? Do you get like much of an option of what you do, or you just kind of got lucky to get on that shift? Well, for me specifically, like I hold a lot of certifications for my career field, mm-hmm. so I basically have a choice almost. But I also had a really good supervisor with me, who was also my friend. So when I when he found out where he was going, I got pulled with was him. Like, come with me. Yeah. So that's an that. It sucks that like the military is a good boy system, but at the same time, like you need a network to get yeah. these opportunities. Just like anything else. Yeah. The more people you know, that different the levels better. helps you get to wherever mm-hmm. you're gonna you want to yeah. be. And he ended up getting pulled to do a whole different mission at a whole different base when we got back. So, because yeah. of the opportunity that we ended up having. Damn. Like a higher level yeah. thing? Yeah, it sucks. I mean, granted, he's going to be more stressed and he's going to be dealing with that all the time now. But yeah, they give those opportunities to people of his stature because he's one of the best. Would you say one of the worst parts about it, though, is like you could be in a different spot like every All time. the time, like, yeah. And, and it, you can't say, like, I'm not going there. Like, you need... Unless you, like, with me, because I'm two years away from the end of my contract whereas like mm-hmm. you have to have two years of retention to get an, another assignment mm-hmm. or you can be like or you can get it they're gonna give me one anyway before my end of my contract to keep me yeah. in but I can just be like no I'm getting out Yeah, and that's do what you, a lot of people do do you plan on getting out? yeah 2025 mm-hmm. July yeah a year, year and a half that's a little thing. under I feel like a lot of people like the ones that I'm gonna go guard to be fair to keep my foot in but yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna but you're not gonna go like active Deploy, get deployed and not unless they need me I, to i wouldn't bro i wouldn't do that either i would say i already i did my time i put my time in and now i'm gonna sit back and get paid well and not have to go yeah, out and no. fight and do anything dude you know i have I, I have enough experience to be like if i did have to go in a situation where someone needs to step up like i'm game every time but yeah. if i don't have to then i'm not gonna yeah why would you like want to put your life at risk if you don't absolutely need to you know yeah or like i feel like some people like to do that though like well like i'm one of the people like i'm the type of person where it's like if you're going to be like, well, if someone's to bring two of us into a room right now and they'd be like, all right, either one of you have to pick who's going, I'm, I'm going to be you're like, gonna I'm going to go. Yeah. I'll go. Just so I don't have to put you in, in that situation. Yeah. And that's been my whole thing this entire time I've been in. Like, I'd rather send myself than send anyone else in, in yeah. the room. And I mean, nowadays, like, I mean, you, you obviously have more knowledge than I do, but like, even when you do get deployed, what are the, I mean, obviously it depends on where you are in the world. So obviously if you're in the Middle East, it's probably more likely you're going to have to deal with stuff on a daily basis. Yeah. But if you get deployed some, just because you get deployed somewhere doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have to, like, deal with, like, be actively fighting. Yeah, no. That, uh, all yeah. the time, you know? I mean, there's definitely, like, you get intel briefs prior. And then, like, you know what the chances are. You know they'll, they'll tell you prior. But, I mean, like, anything can happen, especially with all the recent shit happening in the world. Because yeah. everything was fine and dandy. And next thing you know, shit started kicking off. And everyone started taking fucking drone attacks and missile attacks. And people are taking contact left and right just because of yeah. the status of the world right now. And then it slows down again based on, like, holidays and stuff like that. Because, like, obviously, believe it or not, fucking not all terrorists and people want to fucking fight on holiday. Like, they're religious, so they take that shit serious. They'll they'll do their thing, but when they they want to, they're like, all right, cease, like. Yeah, Yeah, and that's really what it is. Like, holiday season. And they're like, all right, we'll we'll continue later. Yeah. I guess that's (laughs) that's, that's kind of funny about it, where it's like, you could absolutely hate somebody, but you're like, all right, we're not going to fight right now. It is holidays, dude. We'll fight, like, after this. Yeah. And they could come to that agreement. That's kind of, that's funny. It's fucking wild. And that, again, like a lot of those Middle Eastern and Middle Eastern wars, they do have those, because like, 
Ramadan and stuff like that, like, they take that shit seriously. Yeah. So it's like religion comes first, and a lot of their fighting is based off of what their beliefs are of yeah. their God. Based on their religion, yeah. yeah. So that's ma- mainly their, their reason they're, the root. Uh, they're fighting. Yeah. Also, I, I don't want to, like, feel like I'm talking right at Junior. Like You're good. Like no, no, this is this is, this is is his topic. Okay. This is something he knows a lot about. I mean, that's what I figured, like, I, I didn't want no, you to feel good. like I was just asking no. him a ton of questions. You're good. Then, you're good. This is his okay. topic. I I, I like, like very, I like listening to some of the shit that he like, just, talks like, about. I'm very curious about the whole thing. Cause well, like, something that no, not a normal person would like, yeah, know I, I, or I get told. And, like, I've known people that have gone into the military, but I don't really necessarily know like what goes on on a daily right. basis, like what sorts of things you have to do and worry about, like what the typical day is mm-hmm. like. So it's not very often you get to Yeah, it's cool. I, I, like listening to, I like listening to the shit he says sometimes. And I, I feel like you've probably explained it a like a ton to people, but so I don't want you to. I don't really like, talk about it much. I'm no. gonna be honest with you. I kind of keep well, shop at if home. If you didn't, if you didn't want to, my bad. No, I'm not. The, I'm <laughs> not that person. Like, dude, I can't talk about this. I got pizza. No, no, no. It's. I'd rather have people like the thing is like a lot of people are scared to talk about it because it's like, who, what do they go through? But it's like at the same time, like the more people know about it, I mean, obviously that brings numbers into the military, but it also people start to acknowledge more what people are doing because not everyone's mission is the same was like things that the yeah. military just gun ho and fucking we just shoot people but yeah. everyone not like a maintainer a guy who fucking takes care of the planes doesn't shoot at people yeah like his one job is to yeah just make sure the plane maintain the plane yeah and like they go to school for these specific planes yeah. just like refuelers like they go to school to drive these vehicles and get certified on these vehicles and know how to work them this way they can mm-hmm. fill up the, the, the aircraft like there's a lot of working pieces. A lot of working pieces. So you're not like you. You're obviously in the Air Force, but obviously not everybody's a pilot. So you don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah, that's the not. That's another misconception. You don't. You don't plan on trying to become a pilot. Dude, I'll jump out of them, but I won't fly one. I'm good. That's Plus, I got fucked up eyes, so <laughs> you'd be well, fucked. You probably have to be like the top, like one, like percent of. You got to be like yeah. To do the, that. Yeah. yeah, you need to be a fucking a Joe, dude. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, I know people now who have left my career field and went and been pilots. Like, I know a chopper guy, like a fucking a Blackhawk helicopter pilot now, mm-hmm. which is fucking insane to say because he mows people down. And it's like, dude, it's like, what the fuck? We went Shooting from the giant ass missiles. Yeah, we went from just pulling security. Now this motherfucker's like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? He's flying people in to go kill Bin Laden and shit. Literally that. He's going to blow up the building. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> good on you, man. Good luck. <laughs> Fuck that. Dude, that's crazy. It's just like so so many layers to it. Yeah. That's nuts. A lot of layers. Well, so now I've I've learned what you're trying to do, and I've learned what he did. So he does. So. And we already know what you do. For now. We're all, we're all hopping on the same well, we fucking know what plane, you, though. What afterwards. you are in the process of doing now and what you want to do after, yeah. give or take. Yeah. I mean, but... Like we said, we can uh, we can all have the discussion. Right. He can open my eyes to maybe I want to do this instead of that. Or he's the big reason why I, my eyes were open to yeah. this. And they, they, even in like the lo- like outside of the military, there's a lot of opportunities to do different things. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I'm joining. I'm hopping on the fucking the train, dude. I'm going law enforcement. I'm just gonna become a cop, dude. And once you have the military experience, especially at like a higher level, yeah, you can literally do almost that. anything. Mm-hmm. Like one of my my girlfriend's um uncle or cousin. Either cousin or un- I think it's her uh, her cousin. Yeah, it is her cousin. Uh, he was in the NYPD for like twenty something years, and now he works like private security for mm-hmm. like celebrities in New York yeah. and basketball players. And they trust those the most. Yeah, th- yeah. and that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. You he bring has the experience. He knows the the mm-hmm. city. Like he's been in the city. He knows what goes on. Like what to avoid. Like so he just it's just crazy. And 
um, anytime they need him, they're like, hey, you want to work today? And he can say no. He can say yes. Like, he's just built up the reputation to, like, he's good. Like, he's reliable. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was able to retire, like, 20 years earlier than he, a normal Mm -hmm. person, you know? That's a nice thing, dude. They buy back a lot of time. That's, like, the and a lot of times, like, jobs like that, they pay a lot better than the average person, you know? Like, he said, he told me when he first, like, joined the the NYPD. Yeah, paid, like, 45,000, 40,000, if that. It was, like, 20 grand. Fuck that. Yeah, my... To be an NYPD. My dad's dad's friend, uh, when he first started, he was getting paid 18. That's nothing, dude. And think about, like, all the shit that... The shit that they go through and they do and... That's nothing. So that's why, like, it's come a long way. I'm glad because it's like that you would have thought that that would have been like an underrated job. Like you do, you literally do so much. And and he was saying, no matter what happens with the economy, police officers or law enforcement people, healthcare workers, healthcare, you're always gonna have a job. Union baby, always need that stuff. Yep. Like other people could easily lose their job that aren't needed in society, but you need those things no Mm -hmm. matter what. Yeah. Right. Like it's just like plumbers, uh, construction workers, electricians, security too. Mm -hmm. Like. Once you have a job, as long as you don't fuck it up, right, like, right, you got one, right. You know, like, for the most part, I'm right. sure there could be some instances where like you're the last guy in the totem pole that you might get cut. But I mean, yeah, hopefully, let's hope that the economy doesn't get that bad to where it's gonna be right. Like oh, that. I fucking hope not. Or by then, we'll be like tenured enough. So far up yeah. in the totem <laughs> yeah. pole that you're good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to I wanted to end this out just like we did uh the last podcast. So obviously in the last podcast you were just going into like your semi-professional phase and doing mm-hmm. all that shit now you're in the professional sea you've gotten you tested the waters and all that right that's fine <laughs> that's fine you're on vacation you're on vacation you One, know one's not gonna hurt right no not at all but um you gave some wise words on the last podcast that you were on um obviously you've gone through it's been a while since you've been on you've gone through a lot of things you've done a lot of things you've had a lot of experiences um for people that are trying to be in christiana can you Fix that again, please. Um, before we, man, we're setting people, it up too. He's setting it up for the home uh, run. For people <laughs> who are trying to get into your shoes, um, what's like advice that you'd give to them, or um, things that you would say that helped you in different positions uh, to get you where you are in a position today? Well, for starters, I think before all else, the biggest thing is like find what makes you tick and like find what makes you happy and do what makes you happy, you know, cause not everybody, I feel like a lot of people give up their dreams because they think it's not possible or they see their life having to go a certain way and they just give it up without even trying. Um, and also while you're young, experience things and do things like that you think are not possible or that you want to try because you don't want to live with the regret that you didn't do it. If you're like 40 years old, 20 years from now and you're saying like damn I wish I really tried harder to make my dreams come true maybe maybe my life would have been different and that's where I see myself right now and I'm in that situation now where it's like I was able to achieve it and now that I have I want to try to play as long as I can and whenever my career is done then it is it's done it is what it is I can accept that but what I wouldn't be able to accept is not going for it while I had the chance and then always living with the regret and wonder of like, could I have done this or was I good enough to do this or whatever it is. That's with like any career that, that you want, like not even just being an athlete or whatever, like in the military, like, or being a police officer, like if I didn't do this, like how would my life be different? Or 
um, would I have liked my life better or would I have been more happy, you know? So I think that's, that's a big aspect for sure that I think people maybe forget about or they don't take too much consideration into. Um, and then outside of that, when it comes to actually wanting to become whatever you want to become, um, just don't, don't listen to the, everybody that's going to tell you like, yeah, everybody's going to tell you, oh yeah, that's not possible. You can't do this. You can't do that. But all it takes is believing in yourself and putting in the work and knowing that like, if you, tr if you try and fail, then you still tried and you failed. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna be good at everything you do. But if you have a skill set and you know that you can separate yourself and you think that you can become what you want, then go for it. And then when it comes down to that, just like put in the work, put in extra work and um, do everything it takes to like be disciplined and just go after what you want to go after. And that's what happened f for me. And so it happens with anybody who wants to achieve what they want to achieve. And then that's, uh, the biggest thing for me is once you do achieve that goal, it's the best feeling in the world. And even if it's not where you want to be at the start, the fact that you achieved it at the beginning and is the best best feeling like I can't even put into words like when I f the day that I signed that first contract I was I put in my phone I was like this is the day that I finally like my dream came true that's awesome and not that doesn't happen for very many people um or not in the ways that they always see so if you have the chance and you have the potential to do it don't waste it that's awesome that well to end it out Nate Thank you for taking the time to come on this podcast, even though... Of course, it's always a blast. Yeah, <laughs> shooting the shit, being able... Th that's why I love this so much, is being able to have an opportunity to shoot the shit with people that we used to and back in the day. It gives us the the space and time to, to do it. So we, from me to Junior, we both appreciate that you took the time out of your day to come on the podcast because this was incredible once again and we appreciate it and we i junior we wish you the best best of luck um on literally anything and you know you have us on your back rooting for you at any point anywhere no matter where you are we well, thank you i appreciate that and thank you back to you guys for taking the time too because you didn't have to have me back on so um i appreciate it and like you said i like just talking to people yeah. just spending some time it's awesome shooting the shit and now we're in time. a vibey area and now yeah this this studio is great man like, we appreciate I'm, that i'm glad you guys are uh you have a new new spot and uh doing well and hopefully it just keeps keeps growing from here so we appreciate that thank you same back to you hope hope all is well cheers cheers brother <laughs> fuck wake up junior yeah what the fuck all right guys <laughs> if you guys enjoyed today's episode make sure to leave a like comment and subscribe down below obviously Thank you again to Nate for coming on the podcast. Uh, we'll catch you guys in the next podcast. Take it easy. Peace out. First time I've heard him not mess up the intro or the outro. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs>